Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Good morning. Good afternoon. Depends where you are. I'm in Las Vegas. We are live from the Fountains of the Bellagio. Also, this week, the program brought to you by Wendy's. With Wendy's Breakfast, two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at a regular price. What's cracking? Welcome to the show. I am Jim Rome. Having an enormous week here in Vegas. Right now, a little bit cold. Didn't help that my man Robbie Gold showed me up by coming with his short sleeves. Some of you clones being real smart about that. Hey, Rome, how cold could it be? Your guest had short sleeves. Right, right. Well, how cold? It's about 45 degrees. And secondarily, my man, first of all, obviously, he's a lot tougher than I am. He played 18 years in the NFL. Number two, in fairness to me, my man did get into a warm car shortly thereafter. I'm out here the whole time. Anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just defending myself. All right, telephone number is toll free. If you want to try and jump in, go right ahead. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. If you want to hit me up on the X platform, and I have teased an announcement about the X platform, I'll have that for you a little bit later on. Find me at Jim Rome. If you want to email me, you can do so too. Rome at Habitate.com. As we start hour number two. I'm joined right now by a national NFL writer for The Athletic. He previously served as an NFL reporter and a columnist for USA Today. Also a former Washington Commanders beat writer for The Washington Post. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Jones. Mike, great to finally do this in person. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Really good to see you, bro. Really yes, good to see you. All right, so you, I think, hit on this perfectly in a column that you wrote for The Athletic yesterday. The NFL season is grueling. You've got training camps, which get underway in July. You've got an 18-week, 272-game marathon, 12 more playoff games, and it finally comes down to this. Never mind playing or coaching, just as a journal covering it all, how does it feel to finally be here, dude? Uh, you know, it, it feels like the season started a long time ago, but at the same time, it went really fast. There are so many things to be mindful of, schedules and availability and everything like that. Your head's spinning a little bit, but, you know, the end is almost in sight. We're almost there to the finish line. All right, so Mike Jones joining us. Mike, there's so many compelling storylines. Let me start with this. Legalized sports betting has translated into enormous revenue for the league as well, of course. What is the league, though, telling the players about being in casinos this week? They're not allowed to have they're not allowed to be in casinos. They're not allowed to do any kind of betting or anything like that. And not just the players, league employees as well. Basically, I always told they're told, don't even look at a slot machine. Uh, no betting of any kind. Not just on games. Stay away. Mike Jones joining us. So if the league is telling teams that, what are teams telling their players? Like, we've done this long enough to know one of the biggest talking points in any given Super Bowl week is, hey, man, be smart. It's a business trip. There are so many distractions. Do not get hooked. Look around you, Mike. We yeah. know there are more distractions here than anywhere in the world. What are teams telling their players? Well, they plan this thing out months and months in advance. So they're not even staying downtown. They're about 40 minutes away where their team headquarters are set up, hoping to kind of minimize distractions. And like, like you said, this is a business trip. As the veterans on these teams are telling the younger guys, hey, 
we can have fun after this. Right now, we need to stay locked in. Keep your nose clean. Don't go anywhere you're not supposed to go. Be back in your room at the right time, and let's get prepared for this game so nothing deters us from our goals. All right, so, Mike, what about the game itself? It looks like a great, great matchup on play on paper. What about on the field itself? What are you expecting? I, I'm expecting a really good chess match. You have two of the best offensive minds in the game, and Andy Reid for the Chiefs and Kyle Shanahan. Excuse me, dude. Is that any good? That's We're talking cool. about the fountains behind us. You, you didn't want me interrupting your flow. Sorry about that, bro. Go ahead. No, that's all right. It's pretty cool. You know? It's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been on Radio Row in a giant concrete box for 30 years, man. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, this exactly. This is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and this is my first time in Vegas. I haven't seen this. You know, I saw this on Ocean's stop, 11, right? Stop, stop, so, stop. Dude, you have never been to Vegas. There's no basketball team here, and there's <laughs> no football team until just now. You know? so, Literally, you've never experienced this except for Ocean's 11. Exactly. No wonder you stopped. Yeah, exactly. So what's it like so, in person? It's pretty impressive um you know the music starts playing and everything like that yeah i feel like we're on a I movie i think we all remember our first trip to vegas is it living up to the hype so far i again for you it's a business trip yeah. but is it living up to the hype well i just got i landed yesterday and went straight to the press conferences so i haven't even gotten to see much i was writing since six o'clock this morning so this is my first you know I, i'm come out of that box too um and it's pretty crazy pretty impressive all right so we were talking about the game but let me do what i'm supposed to do and follow you you covered the pressure last night what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw last night um i think just experience really matters um the veterans on this team as far as the chiefs go a lot of those guys they've been here they were here last year this doesn't seem like it's anything that's too big for them they know the routines they know how to prepare now there are some guys that are on the 49ers who were not a lot of guys who weren't on the team when they were in the super bowl and lost to the uh chiefs in 2019 so some of those guys who are there are trying to tell the young guys hey look this is what you have to be mindful of there's a lot of distractions um don't play the game before the game is played, is what um, uh, one of the young guys was told. What do they mean by that? That's a great line. If you were in your head and you were psyching yourself up and thinking about, oh, we got to do this, I got to do this, and by the time you get to the game, you're psyched out, you're mentally exhausted, and so like, just focus on practice today, focus on the meetings, keep it all simple, so that way, then when the game comes, you're primed and not, you know, you haven't psyched yourself out. It might be easy for anybody to say, but how do you not make it bigger than it is when it's the biggest freaking thing in the world yeah I, I think that's where it comes to where they are world-class athletes and you know that's what differentiates between the guys who are going to play great on sunday and the guys who are going to make a lot of mistakes those guys who can just lock in kyle shanahan hadn't even i said look you could be the first father-son duo to ever win a super bowl what would that mean also last time 49ers won a super bowl your dad was the offensive coordinator in 94 and you were a teenager what would it mean he was like oh, i haven't thought of it you know, he's just focused on preparing Co his coaches team. Coaches are famous for not yeah. knowing anything right. outside that radius, that 4 <laughs> exactly. by 4 box in front of them, right? Right, right. And that's what they're trying to get their players to be mindful of as well. Okay, we've got meeting at this time. we got meals at this time. we got practice. That's all that matters. Hey, I want to be really responsible in how I phrase this, but social media had a field day with this last night. Did Kyle seem a little loose to you? Um, I don't think he seemed loose. He seemed relaxed. Code for buzzed? I, I don't think so. I, I didn't see it as that. Um, I've known him a long time. He just seemed relaxed, um, you know, kind of like, hey, we're here. I've been here before. Um, I think he's more comfortable. I mean, now, hey, did he, I don't know if he, you know, took a shot or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I didn't observe that when I was talking to him, um, you know. 
Again, you. we're right there in the moment. There are times when I tweet something in games and people have seen 25 replays and they tell you you're an idiot. But everybody else has times. Every time we every time we post anything on the X, we yeah. get that. Yeah. That's part of the world we live in right now. Yep. In fact, Mike Jones joining us. Mike, I think I buried the lead. In fact, I know I did. I should have gotten to the most important aspect of this matchup altogether. The second you sat down, is Taylor Swift going to be able to make it from her concert in Tokyo to the Super Bowl? And how stressed are you personally as to whether or not she makes it in time for the kickoff? Well, my daughter will be very happy to see the, like, 30 seconds of flashes of Taylor Swift. Um, you know, but we'll see. The Japanese embassy released a statement saying, hey, she's going to leave at this time. It's a, you know, however many hour flight, she will be there well in advance. So I don't think her people are worried, it sounds like. Relax, Swifties. She's going to be there to cheer on her guy, Travis Kelsey. We're talking to Mike Jones. So, Mike, let me ask you this. For those, speaking of the Chiefs, for those who are not paying close attention, how did they go about rebuilding their defense? And not just rebuilding it, but turning it into a juggernaut. How much credit goes to the D coordinator, Steve Spagnolo, And how much goes to the GM, Brett Veach? A lot of pre- uh, credit goes to Brett Veach because, look, they had older guys um, and they also had some young guys that maybe didn't quite fit. Remember, a couple years ago, they had to score 30 points to win every single game. Now they've brought in young guys. They've drafted guys specific to their need, exactly the type of system they want. They've gotten some decent bargain bin type of you know veteran guys that have fit really well. And, yes, with Chris Jones as the centerpiece of that defense and people play off of him, their defense is nasty now. They have held teams to 13.7 points a game in the playoffs, which is number one. They were number two in the league this year. So this team has really evolved from what we saw when they won their first Super Bowl. It's pretty impressive. It is really impressive. Mike Jones joins me for a few more moments. You hear him on the show frequently. It's the first time we sat down together personally. You had something on the X, a really interesting post, I thought, where former Bills offense coordinator Ken Dorsey ends up with the Browns, and he says that Deshaun Watson is, quote, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He then says he looks forward to the opportunity to help him go out and prove that. Also a quote, Mike, is there any reason to believe that Deshaun Watson is still, quote, one of the top quarterbacks in the league and that Dorsey is going to be able to help either him, himself, or Deshaun? You well, change the narrative. Yeah, it, it's very interesting to me because, you know, you see all the time mediocrity rewarded in the NFL. And Ken Dorsey's a guy who just got fired. He had the most talented guy that he could ever have outside of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and he wasn't able to position him for success. Now, as a quarterback's coach, he was okay. As a play caller, he was not. Now, he did do well with Cam Newton um, as a quarterback's coach, um, and Josh Allen is that. But he didn't have a good feel for establishing the run, for being able to take pressure off of their quarterback. And again, like you say, is Deshaun Watson, who's basically, you know, what we've seen is a shell of the guy that we saw down in Houston when he was MVP candidate. I don't know that this will work. It's going to be interesting to see how Kevin Stefanski structures this. Is he still going to be the play caller and just have Ken Dorsey as a glorified quarterback's coach? Then maybe that can work. But I think a lot of this is mental with Deshaun Watson. Maybe he's not as fast as he was, but he just doesn't seem to have quite that feel. So maybe Ken Dorsey can help him with that. But again, Ken Dorsey himself didn't show he had a good feel for the game when he was the play caller. So I don't know what your confidence level could be like. I think that's fair. I mean, if he didn't help Josh Allen, how is he going to help Deshaun Watson? Right. Right? Before you go, what about Roger Goodell? He had his annual press conference yesterday. Among other things, he, of course, defended the ref show. He said, quote, they did a great job, and he called them superior. How would you describe the job the refs did this year? And is there anything about them that you would consider superior this year? I do believe these are the best refs in the world, but they are human. And 
every year there are new camera angles, so you and I can see way more than they can. If you've ever refereed a game, you have to go very fast. Split second, I think somebody explained it's like 1.2 seconds to make up your mind. And so what they need to do, and Goodell kind of hinted something, give them the technology that they need to help them. So they need to go to a sky judge system where, okay, they're making a call, but if there's something just like the XFL, hey, there's a mistake right there. Radio down, get it fixed instead of just relying on a human because as we see every single game, there's something that they get wrong. They're trying their best, but it's just such a fast-paced game. It's a tough job. Hmm. So, you know, before you go, I could ask you about Patrick Mahomes' legacy if he wins. I could ask you about Andy Reid's legacy if he wins. I want to ask you about somebody else's legacy, Christian McCaffrey. All right, so if he wins this weekend, are we talking about him as one of the best running backs of this generation, or is he already in that conversation without that win? I think he's among the best in this generation, but if he gets a Super Bowl ring, it'll wipe out the question and put him in the discussion for one of the best of all time. Now, he doesn't quite have the yardage and the mileage that some of these guys have. He's had some injuries, and you know, but he's still young. He's still got you know, plenty of football ahead of him. But if you get that Super Bowl ring, the way he is such a threat in the run game, in the pass game, and to get that ring would definitely give him an edge and elevate him among some of the best that we've seen in a really long time. My man, you've studied this all year long. You've looked at all the tendencies. You've looked at all the analytics. How are you feeling about this game? What is your lean for Sunday? I've gone back and forth and back and forth, but I'm leaning towards the Chiefs because they've been here before and because of that defense. If that defense can get after Brock Purdy and kind of put some pressure on him, then that really eases pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And as we saw against Baltimore, he didn't have to do a whole lot in the second half. He just had to make the throws, pick up the first downs, extend the drives because that defense was as nasty as it is. So yeah, I was, was going to say, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was talking to Michael Lombardi about this. It tells me so much about Mahomes, how unselfish and how smart he is that he's fine with that. Right. Like, whatever yeah. it takes, right? Exactly. He understands and thinks the game and knows he doesn't have to play hero ball. You know, he just has to play smart. Don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. And he has not done that. And that's where they're What about Purdy? Does Purdy need to play his best game for the 49ers to win this game? He really does. He has to eliminate mistakes. He can't throw the ball away. There's going to be times, just like we saw against Detroit, he's going to have to scramble for some yardage. And really, though, trust his teammates. Put the ball in the hands of his playmakers, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and trust that defense to make plays behind him. Live to see another day. Don't force the ball and make a big mistake. Mike Jones joining us. My man, I can tell you this. As somebody who's been here before, dude, you have settled in beautifully. For a guy who's making his first trip ever to Vegas, dude, like you didn't blink. The sun is coming out. Thank good God. things, man. Yeah, good I'm things, very dude. happy to see the sun. It's so good to see you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, All the conversations we've had, and we'll have a million more. Mike Jones, you want to make sure you read him in The Athletic. He is one of the very best at what he does. All right, we are continuing from Vegas. Man, it, things are going well. The streets are starting to fill out. The sun is coming out. It's really good. Quickly, are you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code Rome R-O-M-E. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code Rome R-O-M-E. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Like I said, the sun's coming out. We are live. We are on the strip. We are not on Radio Row this year. We are right outside the Bellagio Fountains. It is awesome. It's feeling good. It's about to get real. We are joined right now by a good friend of the program, an 11-year NFL vet. He was the 14th overall pick in 2012 out of LSU, where he was an all-SEC player. He was the 2020 Good Guy Award winner for the Rams. He is host of the broadcast. He is Michael Brockers. Mike, it is always good to chop it up with you. Always good to see you big dude what's up man how are you yes sir i appreciate you having me man i'm doing great how are you i'm good i'm good it's all good they keep letting me come back and by the way dude how do you beat this man you can't beat this you can't beat this you at all. understand that yeah you man when i grow that? up i hope i can block a whole sidewalk and push the pedestrians <laughs> in the street <laughs> you <dude>. know <laughs> that is so good <laughs> i got nothing to do with that this is a cbs thing but i appreciate you saying it hey listen for the better part of three decades i've been posted up on radio row in fact all yesterday mm-hmm. i kept going back to what i know like live from Radio Row, but I'm not on Radio Row. You yesterday went to Radio Row. Yes, sir. I want to know what the experience was like for you, and what am I missing this year by being out here? Man, it, it was crazy, and this year was my first year getting some space, and you know, I, I've done Radio Row plenty of times as an athlete, you know, going to each table and hitting, you know, doing as many interviews as, as I can, and this year, having my own space, you know, getting people to come on my show, it was a little different, um, you know, perspective, and, you know, I'm just excited, man, I'm really excited, I'm taking it all in, last year, I was a little nervous um, doing the Super Bowl, but this year, I'm taking it all were in. Were you, dude? Yes, sir, I was, I, mean, I, I mean, was, you, you, you know me, played, you, know you, you are an elite athlete, you have been on the biggest stage in the world, were you nervous last year Nervous, this? man, this is, this journalism, this side of of the game is is nervous. You you got to be able to uh, accept the rejection. I don't know how you guys do that. Where you know you're asking the guy a question and he kind of like doesn't even acknowledge you. You it's know, the life, so, dude. It's man, the life. Nah, it's, it's hard getting used to that. It's hard getting used to that. Michael Brocker is joining me right here on our set. So let me ask you, like you, it's not it's no surprise to me whatsoever. You and I have talked so much over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all surprised that you're hosting your own podcast and your own show. Here is my question: How are you approaching the content game? What is your process like? Um, my process, I'm taking the the, the humanizing the athlete approach um, because we, we get put on this pedestal so much, and you know people build us up so much they they almost forget that we're human we deal with not you know normal human um emotions um things that go on in our life you know um losing loved ones things like that that we have to deal with and also play and i think for people forget that um we're human at at the same time i know we're gladiators and people see us on sunday but we also are dealing with things too so i'm focusing more on um what the guys are doing outside the field you know uh what what's important to them um on the other side, you know, uh, un- off, you know, without the helmet, you know. 
So here's the question. What wins? You know, I, I think about this a lot as somebody who's been in the content game right now. What wins? Are you trying mm-hmm. to be the guy who goes viral? Are you trying to be the guy who beefs to get clicks? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to let people inside the helmet? Does it all win? Have mm-hmm. you thought about this? What wins in content now? I'm going to be honest with you. Because the game is, like you said, it's what wins. Do I really want to talk about football all day? No. I'm a, I, I've, been, I've been there, done that, you know. Me, I want to be authentic. You know, I want, I want people to know the real side of me, the athletes and the guests who I'm, uh, who I'm interviewing and things like that. So I don't want to have a approach where I'm just trying to get clicks and I'm trying to do what's trending. No, I want to be authentic to my audience and, and hope that my audience appreciates that. Michael Brocker is joining us as an example. One of the reasons you're good at this, you are authentic, you mm-hmm. are real, you are transparent, and you can tell a story. Mm-hmm. My only, Here's some advice. Mm-hmm. Stories work, man. Stories mm-hmm. win. Stories mm-hmm. always win. You've got mm-hmm. great stories. You tell the story about that signing bonus you got as a rookie. Mm-hmm. For those who do not know, how does that work? Do they scratch you a fat check, or does that just go into your account? How does that work? People think you get that money off rip. You sign that contract, and you don't see that money for three weeks. You don't see that money until, you know, they want it when to When did hit you start account. spending it, dude? Um, right, right immediately. Why, why before, wait? Before, before, <laughs> you waited your whole life for it. Before you saw it, did you start spending it? No, not at all. I, okay. I wanted to wait till I have, had it in my account, and, you know, I wanted to do what, what I wanted to do, which uh, I paid for my mom a house and got that done. That was very important to me, but, you know, it took Stop a little right while there, to dude. get that money. When you consider how many sacrifices moms made for you on the way up, can you explain the feeling of mm-hmm. what it was like to buy her a house? Man, when you see your mom, you know, and my mom was a single single mother, you know, raised, you know, in that household, and seeing how hard she worked for us. I, I was, uh, I'm the oldest of five. I had to help out a lot, and just seeing the sacrifices she made for us, you know, buying that home for her, knowing that she had somewhere to call home and settled and nobody can take that away from her was an ex- experience I could can't, you know, talk about, really. It's tough, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Well, what was it like growing up being you? Did you feel like you carried a certain responsibility because mm. you were special? There were mm. people counting on you. Now, mm. you got a village, right? People are supporting you, but they're counting on you. How much mm. pressure did you feel like, man, i got to be the one to bust out. i got to get out. i got to take care of generations. That's a lot of pressure for a young person. Right. Um, it's all about the choices you make, man. You know, I... I, I, I strive myself to make the good choices, the right choices, not not do what everybody else was doing. My mom did a good good job at, you know, making me understand that you don't have to follow the crowd. You know, you know, the, her famous saying, one person jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? So, you know, my thing was, you know, not, not being a trendy guy, uh, you know, going off on my own road, but making the right decisions, making, you know, thinking about my family when it comes to um, making a choice or anything like that. So I, I strive myself on making the right choices. We were talking to Michael Brockers. You know, when you and I spoke on my podcast recently, we talked about the time that you spent with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And when you got there, obviously, that, that's a franchise that was so beaten down, that mm-hmm. endured so much losing for so long. Then Dan Campbell comes in. You were a vet that was there. How did you help to change that culture there? Because if that team was still scarred from mm-hmm. Matt Patricia and all those mm-hmm. years of losing, mm-hmm. what could you do? How did you impact the change in culture? Um, I, I was that bridge between Dan and the guys, you know, um, Dan came in, you know, and running a team is hard because you have to make these guys believe in what you're preaching. And I think I was that bridge between the players and the coaches, getting the uh, players to understand that, yes, this it, it might be hard now, but these are player coaches. And when they fully understand that, you know, we need to take care of our body and things like that. They'll hear, our, hear us out, but we can't go out there just expecting it to be easy. You know, we have to trust in the process, buy into it, and then once you get what 
we want out of it. You'll see why we've been doing all this hard work. All right, so when you see the success that they had this season, mm-hmm. you were not with them mm-hmm. this season, but did you mm-hmm. feel like you had equity in that? And how much pride was there for you to see the success that team had and how far it's come? Man, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it was crazy because I, I was uh, sending, you know, congrats to, a, you know, a lot of guys on the team after, you know, just seeing their run. They won versus the Rams, so I, I definitely gave uh, Jared a shout-out. <laughs> and I text one of the coaches just saying, man, I'm, you know, congrats. And he said, me he was like bro it's still resemblance of you still here and that, hmm. that kind of touched how'd that, me how that feel that that, that kind of touched me because um you know that was my purpose that was my purpose that's what they brought me there they 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 wanted me to be there to start that culture build that culture up and and be the foundation that leads them on in the future and i was just happy to see them um be successful and know that i had a little uh part of, of that foundation building there yeah M- more than a little part michael brocker is joining me so the flip side of that is I got to ask, man, watching them go out to that gigantic first-half lead, seeing it evaporate and all slip away, man, what was it like for you to watch that and seeing it unfold, knowing, frankly, what was going to happen? It was crazy. I was watching it uh, at, at, at my lounge in Houston, and, um, you know, the guys were like, why why, why doesn't he take the points? Why doesn't he take the points? And I was like, How do you man, answer that? Should he, it, it, and should he have? No, no. I think you go out on your shield. Why change who you are? You know, and I, I've seen a lot of players say that, and, and we know. We know that Dan is going to do that. We we know on third down, if it's short, one to two, and he feels like he's going to get it, defense be ready because you, you never know. He's going to go for that go for that fourth down. So um, go out on your shield. Don't change who you are. Go out on your shield, and that's what he did. And, you know, you got to live and die by that, you know. Michael Brocker is joining us. Mike, i got to ask you something. I was thinking about you last night, and then something hit me, and I got a huge grin. And I'm not the smiliest guy in the world, but this straight up made me laugh and made me smile. I want to ask you about a guy that I loved that I haven't thought about. Okay, talk to us. The legend. Cortland Finnegan, dude. Come on, man. Oh my god, dude, I love this guy, right? You know where I'm going. Yeah. You know what I'm Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that's that's OG. That's OG to the fullest, man. The, the OG. I want you to explain in a minute why he is, but I want to ask you about something in particular. There's a famous prank involving, and you you knew him when you were with the Rams uh-huh. when you came up. A famous prank involving teammates and their rigs, dude. Their cars. What happened? Uh huh. I mean, we have a couple of them. Uh, the 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 one. I, I got all day, bro. <laughs> Hey, uh, I don't know where Chris is, but uh, you know Chris Long was was one of my bets when I was at at the Rams, and him and Will Hayes and a lot of these guys, and uh, James Laurinaitis, he's uh, was our linebacker, middle linebacker at the time. Um, he he gets a new Q8 or some the new Audi Audi car. Um, you know, had to Chris be proud of it. Ha- had to be proud of it, right? So Chris decides, hey, let's go ruin his new car. Let's go put a million crickets. And bubble wrap around dude, his car and put dude. it in a and put it in a um in a in an indoor waiting for him right, and this is a this is a kicker to this story right. So, Lord Knight is just pissed. So he's like going to everybody. He's going to security. He's like, who did this to my car? I want to find him and I want to find him now. You know. So we find the footage of uh, whoever did it right, <laughs> the guys who did it, and um, you know they look. You know they're doing that, and after they finish their prank. You know, they look up and the camera's like looking him right in the face. And you can see them all look at the camera and they go, <laughs> hey, like we're caught. Like, it is what it is. 
<laughs> man, that, that those guys were hilarious. They, I, I love those vets, man. That, that was, those were teams uh, to remember. Dude, I mean, Cortland, and, and by the way, dude, what an irritant. Man, this dude was under everybody's skin, in everybody's head. And by the way, one of my favorite dudes, he was so funny. Yes. But he can play now. Yes, he yeah, can yeah, play yeah. now, oh, yeah. right? Come on now. Come on. He can play. He can play. He was tough. He was one of those, the first, you know, the start of like the short corners that were playing against the 6 4 receivers and still getting in there with him and still fighting as much as they could. So, yeah, he he, he was one of the, laid the foundation of uh, those, those short corners still being able to fight in there. Yeah, I'm glad that you remember mm-hmm. him that way, man. I got to say, yes, he is so great. Before you go, I talked to RG3 mm-hmm. recently, and he, he said to me, I stay ready. I take care of myself. I think I could still help somebody. Mike, you look great. Mm-hmm. Do you stay ready? Is the game completely out of your system? Or is there a part of you that thinks, I know I could help somebody, mm-hmm. and I would do it again if I could? Um, it, it would just have to be the right situation. I'm, I'm honest with you. Uh, you know, the game, watching the game now is, you know, it, as a fan, it's like, man, you know, these guys go out here and really put their bodies on the line. Man, and I watch it as a fan, just, just them throwing their bodies on the ground. I'm like, that ground is undefeated. It's not losing. It's not losing. Dude, You're it's losing. never even trailed. <laughs> right? So, you know, seeing those guys put their bodies on I'm the line. I'm taking the ground and yeah. laying the points, dude. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. It's undefeated. But, um, yeah, seeing those guys put their bodies on the line, you, you really have to think about, hey, if I, if I do this, it has to be for the right team. It has to be for the right coach. It has to be for the right organization. Hey, quickly, you mentioned the lounge. I had invested in a number of restaurants. I don't know how to put this for daytime TV. Man, I got my ass kicked. It's a hard, hard business. How's the lounge? It's going well. It's doing well. 2024 is doing well. You know, January was great, awesome. It's starting to pay for itself. So, you know, whenever good, dude, it, whenever good. the business starts to pay for itself, man, you're, in the, you're going on, in the man. right. Yes, sir. You're going in the right direction. Yes, sir. Mike, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our conversations. I know we will have more. Good luck with the next phase of your life, man. I love the energy, and it's always good yes, to see you. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, You're the Thanks best. For me. You're yes, the best. Michael Brockers, that's always good. He always makes it better. Love the energy that he brings to it. All right, so we are live, not on the road, but on the strip. We're in Las Vegas, and we're having a great week. I keep teasing it. I'm trying to get to it. But you may have seen an announcement recently about the X platform. What I want to say to you, I will say to you shortly. I can't get there just yet because I owe you a sports update. Let me get you to the bottom of the hour. Here is the very latest on this Tuesday. Here is Rich Ackerman. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Seriously, the graphics on the sphere are just insane. They're sick. Listen up, clones. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trappers, original old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample the different flavors and find out which one is the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? We continue now. We are outside the Bellagio Fountains. We are going to be here the entire week. We are off the road, and we are joined by a very good friend of the program. He is a CBS Sports senior writer. He is host of the Pick 6 podcast. He is a longtime friend of the program. He is Will Brinson. Will, brother, great to see you, dude. How you feeling? Jim, what's up, man? It's good to be here. It's, uh, it's not hot in Las Vegas, but that's okay. Nor is it's, it's not hot, it's not dry, but it doesn't suck. It's all good. Oh, it's great. No, it's fantastic out here. Don't like, come at us, man. We're not complaining. No, no, We're no, very no. happy. No one would ever complain about being at the Super Bowl, much less on the strip in Las Vegas at a CBS Super Bowl, also streaming on Paramount+. Plus. If the people didn't know. Well uh, done, dude. And by the way, if it, I don't know if anybody out there can get tickets to the Sphere for Fish or Grateful Dead, but I'll, I'll take those. If, anybody's, if any clones are listening, uh, or yeah, dying yeah. to hand out tickets. Are, are you a fish dude? I'm a fish guy, yeah. More than the dead? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish before dead, but, but love both. Dude, what are you listening to these days besides the fish and the dead? I mean, Taylor Swift and Usher on repeat. Of course. Just, uh, again, of course. streaming on Paramount+. Dude, how stressed are you that she's going to make it on time? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like there's a better – like, she has better odds of making it from Tokyo – to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas than I do for making it to my hotel room to this hit on time. So, I, but, but you, I, I you, can make you it. feel like I know that's true, dude. What do you mean you feel like that? I yeah, take but, that bet but, all day long. But I, if I can get here, then Taylor can get here. I, I think she'll be all right. I mean, I know John, my, my, our colleague John Breach had an article, and I think the Associated Press reported it, but the hardest part for her about getting here uh-huh. is the parking spot for her PJ. Which, so it's got to be a real big jet, dude. Yeah, that's... And that's, everybody will already be in the parking lot. And, and apparently... But is there not a reserved spot? Apparently, it can't get from... I know, right? Shouldn't there be? Like, didn't Kelsey have some... Like, a like a like a, doesn't he get a comp spot? That doesn't the NFL? Yeah. Is she not the most important person here this week? She, I mean, come I mean, on. she is. How I mean, do you not clear out the airport for her? Dude, on media day yesterday, it was the only times the place looked crowded the entire time was when Mahomes and Kelsey were next to each other, and they both got peppered the entire time with Taylor Swift questions. Uh-huh. And for those who did not see, generally he's not there at the end of games to address that, understandably. How did he deal with that last night? I thought he handled it fine. I mean, he, he talked about it, but kept it kind of low-key. I mean, somebody even asked him if he was going to, is there another ring? on the? Uh, like, if you get this ring, which ring are you more worried about? Clever. The, it's like, yeah, the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to focus on the Super Bowl <laughs> ring before I worry about that other ring. Like, any, anybody Will, can did go, you ask that question? I did not, Jim. I was, I, I are mean, you sorry that you didn't ask that question? I, I, Do you I, wish that was your question? A little, a little regrettable, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see Travis Kelsey's disdain when I asked him if he was going to propose to Taylor Swift. After the Super Bowl, win or lose. <laughs> Will Brinson joining us. Having fun as always. All right, well, let me jump into this. Kyle Shanahan wins a lot of games. But there's this perception that he can't win big games. How fair is that rap? I mean, it's it's fair in the sense that for a period of – this is just what we do. It's fair in the sense that this is what we do. Remember, I mean, before Tom Brady ripped off those three Super Bowls to close out his New England career, there was talk that the Patriots and Tom Brady can't win – Outside of a spy gate. Funny. And he was down 28-3 to Kyle Shanahan. And it looked like it's like, well, here it is again. Tom Brady's going to like be done. Jimmy G's going to take over in New England. And this is going to be the end of his run. And instead, you know, you, he, he rips those, those wins off. And we've seen this with Mahomes never got it because he won so fast, right? Aaron Rodgers got it a touch, but he won so fast you never heard it. And it, it's all about winning. The quicker you win, the less pressure you get put on you. But Kyle's got... 28-3. And he wasn't even the head coach, but he still gets he still gets right. labeled that because he was such an offensive mastermind for Dan Quinn. He's got the 10-point or 11-point loss to the Chiefs. He's got the 10-point loss that people don't talk about enough with, against Stafford and the Rams. And then he's you know, and now he's got this game. There is no no person in Vegas with more pressure on them for this game for Super Bowl 58 than, than Kyle Shanahan. Um, did he, he? He sure didn't seem like he was wearing that last night, though, did he? No, I mean I think. He, you know, he under, he, he's got the fortunate uh, life experience of having his dad, who won two Super Bowls, but won them at the end of his run. You know, won them with, like the final two years of Elway's career. And so his dad went through all of this and understood that it, it, it's hard to win Super Bowls. We are jaded and spoiled by Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back ripping off. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is basically two plays away from being in six Super Bowls to start his career. Uh-huh. Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. I mean, these guys span like there, there are a lot of people listening to this show, watching this show on CBS Sports Network that are like don't weren't alive 
before Tom Brady started playing football. And so you have this just guys who just win and win and win, and it's been dominated for 25, 26 years. I mean, well, it's always been this way, but it's never more so than right now. It's so absurd. It's almost like it's better not to get there than to get there and lose it yeah. because then you're a chump. Yeah. And it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. If you get, if you get there. Like, but, but that said, this guy has to win this weekend. <laughs> that said, this right. guy has to win. It'd be like if the Bills in back, in the, back in the 90s got there a fifth time. It's like, right. look, okay, you're, you're better off losing in the championship game at this point than you are getting to the Super Bowl. You know, like Kyle, the, the pressure, we, we, we always say, we're like, well, let's not make too much of one game. But it is the one game that matters, and we end up making that much. It means that much more once we get further away from it. Especially to him this week. So let me ask you this. The 49ers have started slowly in both playoff games. What do you think that's about? And if they do it again this weekend, will they have any chance? So I think we can kind of look at it in two different ways, right? Look at the Packers' slow start as Kyle kind of screwed up because he game-scripted that whole offensive game plan to Debo Samuel. And when Debo got hurt, they didn't have any answers offensively and had to really kind of rally and figure things out to win that game. And then against Detroit, I just think the Lions were not being given a chance. They were a much better team than people expected. And Kyle maybe again kind of game plan, all right, let's not focus in on Debo because he's banged up. Let's try and run it with Christian McCaffrey. They couldn't get that going. And then you saw them they come out in the second half, boom, boom to Debo, two quick plays, and all of a sudden they're right back in the game. So I think it's all about that early scripting. Because we've seen it, you know, the, the stats are there, and, and I do think Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan are better playing from ahead. You know, I mean, what you think? I mean, except for twenty-eight, we know this, right? So I think they got to come out and, and match the scripting early on with the Chiefs because. To me, there's a chance of the Chiefs blowing out the 49ers. There's no chance the 49ers blow out the Chiefs. Interesting. Will Brinson joining us. Go back to Kyle and Brock Purdy for a minute. How much confidence do you think Kyle has in Brock Purdy right now? I think he's got 100% confidence in him. I mean, you look at the stuff that he – you know, we, I, I think back to that the throw from Jimmy G to Emmanuel Sanders in Miami, also on CBS. Missed that throw, right? If he hits that throw, they but win the Super Bowl. But not streaming on Paramount but Plus. Paramount Plus wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. amount of entertainment with Let's Knuckles. Be sure. and, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm nothing if not a promiscuous company man. Uh, the, uh, You're it, nothing but that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, You're the best, dude. I think, I think Purdy hits that throw. You know, like Purdy's deep ball is so much better than Jimmy G's. And if he hits that throw, they win this. You know, so I think Kyle believes in, in a weird like kind of effed up way he got, he got here, right? Like a twisted way he got this here. This is not your podcast, dude. No, know your room. Remember <laughs> sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to cuss you. You don't have to apologize to me, man. I'm but, just looking out for your career and your no, livelihood. No, no, I want to no. make sure you can still put food on the table. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I, I think I need a little bit less these days. But yeah, I think I think you look at you look at um, the, how he got here. They drafted Trey Lance. They give up all the picks for him. And then they end up picking up Brock Purdy because they're like, well, we kind of like this guy. And then all of a sudden he's like the, the third quarterback. In our, in our room is the best quarterback. And he ends up getting to the place he wanted to get via the Trey Lance trade accidentally. And I think Purdy is the guy he needs. You don't need you know, the, the idea that he needs this great running quarterback who can open up new avenues for his offense is probably misguided. He needs this point guard, this guy who distributes the ball. He makes good decisions, and he makes those good decisions quickly. He gets the ball exactly where Kyle wants him to get the ball, and he can make plays off script if he needs to. He has the playmakers around him, and look, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, you're talking unicorns at their positions, but they, they are better because of Purdy. Purdy elevates those guys because he knows his role in that system and plays the point guard. He's like a Steve Nash, basically, out there in Mike D'Antoni's system, and I think that's what Kyle has sort of figured out. I didn't need to grab this athletic freak show and put in my offense. 
I need to find a guy who's perfect for my offense. Mm. Will Brinson joining us. Will, I say this not as a throwaway at the end of the interview. I am really, really, really curious how you see this game. What is your lean? How are you playing this game? I've talked to you all year long. We know how hard it is to pick games. I mean, it's virtually impossible, ATS now these days, in the NFL. But this game in particular, how do you see it? How are you playing it? I I think... Everybody, it feels like everybody's on the Chiefs. Everybody, everybody's on the Chiefs, which worries me a lot. Because the same thing. I'm on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. I, they, the thing. It, it is weird. And I heard what was it, like some some argument about like who's the favorite here. The, Chief, the Niners are the favorite. I mean, that's, that's ipso facto. Dude, the line's the, not moving at all. It's not budging at all. And what is that? It's weird because we've seen three previous Super Bowls. Um, we had Niners and Niners and Chiefs previously, I believe. Eagles and Chiefs and uh, Patriots and Seahawks. Those are the only three, I think, where they crossed through zero and another team was favored. It ended up not really. Ma- oh no, no, sorry, Broncos and uh, Broncos and Seahawks. I'm sorry, that was the other one, and not the, not the uh, not the not the Forty Niners and Chiefs. But we've seen these games where it's crossed zero. I think it just means that Vegas doesn't really know either, because we have a cheap, we have a Forty Niners team, Jim, that's been better than the Chiefs all season long. Uh-huh. They are the better team. They're more well rounded. They have more playmakers on both sides of the ball. But the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, and they flicked a switch once the playoffs started and became good on offense and have a, a defense that can slow down the Niners. And, look, I'll give credit to my boy Pete Prisco. He said at the beginning of the playoffs with the Niners, if you can block them, you can beat them. And the, the Packers blocked them, the Lions blocked them, and if the Chiefs could block them and force that Niners secondary to hold up, I think the Chiefs win the game. I think it's low scoring. I'll say 24-21. All right, Will Brinson joining us. Before you go, you mentioned the Broncos. Let me ask you something. Russell Wilson. Is he, and this seems absurd, but you were talking about this on your podcast. Is he still a lock for the Hall of Fame? I, th- I think it's fascinating, right? It's fascinating. Have you ever seen a case where a guy was just a Hall of Famer and then, like, backed himself out of the Hall Dude, of like Fame? Dude, like, they were measuring him for the coat. It, it, was, it was a done deal. If he, if he completes that pass, if Malcolm Butler doesn't pick that pass off, it's a stone-cold lock. And now he, it's like he's somehow he's moonwalked out of the Hall of Fame. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Yeah, how do you explain it? I, I can't. His play or something else? I, I, think it's, I think it's this idea that, well, I think, one, that Russ's personality sort of off-puts. Off, this is what I'm asking. How much of that, how much of it is about that? Well, I mean, you remember those stories? I can't remember if it was Seth Wickersham or who it was, but the story about Russ and Sherman and all those dudes having to do this, like, Hawaii retreat where they bonded around, a, like, a campfire to try and hash things out and, and, and fix the Legion of Boom, and it just didn't work. I mean, that was a budding potential dynasty with a young quarterback, a great run game, and it, like one of the all-time great defenses, and it blew up because of the personalities involved, which is crazy considering how well Pete Carroll kept things together at USC, and, and Pete kept things going. But like that trade, I mean, the Seahawks killed the Broncos in that trade, and then the contract extension on top of it, and now Russ is... You like that. You like that, dude. You like that. How you like that? That's tight. How you like that? Russ is persona non grata. I mean, like, it's it's unbelievable. I made that happen. That was very nice. You like that? I did that for you, Will. I appreciate that, Jim. You're welcome, man. (laughs) (laughs) Finish the thought real quick. No, I I think Russ is like persona non grata, and it's obvious the Broncos are going to cut him. There's no, that's tight too. There's no like telling. That? There's no telling. You like See, that's, that? That's better than you. You like that? <laughs> there's no. There's that's, no who's that's, better than, that's better than fish. <laughs> that's like better that. than fish. Who's gonna? Oh, that's nice too. You, who's you, gonna you, sign that, Russell Albie. Wilson? Who's gonna like? Who's gonna go get him? I, I don't. I don't know. And I think if he if he ends up being a backup somewhere this year, dude, the, the Canton resume's toast. 
<laughs> I would imagine he would love that. I'm sure that he would help the incumbent get ready every single week. <laughs> right. Yeah, I bet Russ is about that life. <laughs> Will, appreciate you, man. Great to see you. Have a tremendous week. And it's always great to chop it up with you, brother. Thanks so much. Always fun, man. All right. Will Brinson. You want to make sure you listen to his podcast. Check him out on social. He is everywhere. He is not hard to find. All right. Two hours in the can. We are coming back. Hour number three, the pro football doc, among many others, will be joining us.